And Democrats said Monday that they've begun a wide-ranging investigation into reports that President Donald Trump's uh, lawyer Rudy Giuliani and others pressured Ukraine's government to assist Trump's 2020 re-election campaign. Here to talk about the latest out of Washington, D.C. is Jackson Prosco. Jackson, welcome to the show. Kelly, good morning. Good morning. So where are we at right now with this investigation? Well, it's still ongoing. It seems to be uh, turning by the day and sort of digging up new potential grounds for impeachment with the White House now threatening to not cooperate and block these subpoenas. Uh, So really, it's unfolding at an incredibly rapid pace. And I think what we have to wait and see is uh, when we reach that threshold that Democrats say, hey, you know what, we're going to bring forward articles of impeachment and actually have a vote on those in the House. Isn't that bad strategy on the part of uh, the White House to block the subpoenas? Because obviously it looks like they have something to hide. Yeah, I mean, that certainly uh, seems to be the, uh, you know, what a lot of people are saying is that, uh, yeah, it does not look good on them uh, not wanting to cooperate here. Even if you want to go back to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo refusing to cooperate and blocking the testimony of others, uh, when, in fact, when the tables were turned, of course, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton sat and testified for, what was it, 11 hours about her role uh, in the Benghazi uh, uh, issue uh, when the House had hearings about that. So for the White House to stonewall and not cooperate, House Democrats have made it clear, will be treated as an act of obstruction. I don't know if you're following along with SNL on on their take on what's going on in the White House, uh, but last week they did open their opening sketch was all about uh, the White House and and um, you know everybody trying to do damage control and Pence was basically left holding the bag. I saw yesterday Pence was trying to answer uh, questions about what he knew. Where what was his defense? Yeah, kind of a word salad there. I mean, he's sort of saying, uh, well, uh, I didn't quite really know what was going on there. Uh, but uh, as far as he knew, there was no sort of uh, effort to hold up military aid to Ukraine. That is his talking point anyway. But again, the fact that so many people in the White House refuse to cooperate at this point sort of seems to be giving momentum to Democrats who want to dig deeper and find out what's really going on here. I hear that uh, Trump is freaking out today because Fox News, who he usually loves, had a the poll that they um, decided to uh, release, and the poll numbers went like this: fifty-one percent are in favor of impeachment. Yeah, which really lines up with what we've seen uh, in polls over the last week or so, which is this decided shift in support, not just for the impeachment inquiry that's underway, but for the idea of actually impeaching and removing the president from office. So 51% support. That is up nine points since the summer. That is a huge shift. And you're right, it's a Fox News poll. Uh, The president has been tweeting up a storm this morning about how Fox is basically no longer loyal to him, but he added, oh, well, I'm president uh, at the end of that tirade. Wow. That says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's remarkable. And I think uh, one of the things that Trump has to be getting nervous about is that growing support for impeachment and removal, because, of course, uh, it is really stark to realize how many Republicans have stayed silent through this whole matter. They're not rushing to Trump's defense. They're not rushing out to uh, condemn what he did either. They're just sort of sitting quietly on the sidelines, waiting to see which way the winds of public opinion are going to blow before they weigh in on this. And Trump has to know that, of course, his fate rests in their hands. Republicans have the majority in the Senate, and you would need their support if you were going to remove him from office. Yeah, what are we hearing about those Republican senators now that they know that the Republican base uh, is increasingly leaning towards impeachment? Uh, Where are they? Are we going to start to see them coming out of the woodwork going, wait a minute? 
I think you're going to start to see that if things continue to get worse for the president. One thing that I think is worth noting, of course, is that uh, the older Republicans, the sort of stalwarts who are closer to retirement age, they're the ones really to watch here because they're the ones who are most likely to speak up and say, you know what, if it costs me in the next election, if it costs me at the polls, oh, well, I've had a good long run. I can, you know, take that political leeway and actually stand up to the president here. So I think that's something to be watching very closely. We saw that with McCain. Exactly. Uh, nothing to lose, right? Yeah. I mean, he was he was at the end of his life and he was going to tell it like it, it is uh, in the White House. And uh, Trump was not happy about that. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out uh, over the next little while. And keep in mind the way that Senate elections work. Not every senator is up for re-election in 2020. They have six-year terms, right? So uh, some people can afford to make that calculation now, knowing that they're not facing re-election for another two or four years. It took. Uh, let's just turn our attention now to uh, Turkey. Um, they took three days to move against the Kurdish-led Syrian Defense Force in uh, Syria, and now there's a, a uh, I think, a, a bombing campaign that's that we're in the process of. So people are dying over there, and Trump could have started this all. Can you tell us how it's it, it could have uh, started with with Trump? Yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, there were a small number of U.S. troops in that part of northern Syria, which is home to a lot of Kurds. There were uh, roughly 50 to 100 U.S. personnel there, and Trump pulled them out, uh, didn't take them out of Syria, just moved them to other parts of Syria, and by doing so, uh, essentially cleared the way for Turkey to move in uh, and launch this attack on the Kurds. And, of course, the Kurds are considered a terrorist organization by the Turks, uh, so this promises to be very messy. Uh, Trump has said it was under the guise of no more endless wars, but again, we're talking 50 to 100 U.S. military personnel, not a huge number, and the Kurds were an incredibly loyal U.S. ally. They really led the fight against ISIS on behalf of the U.S. And more importantly, they're guarding about 10,000 ISIS fighters. Thousands of them are foreign fighters whose home countries don't want them back. So the question sort of becomes, if the Kurds are no longer in a position to be able to secure them, are they going to be uh, released? Are the Turks going to look after them? What's going to happen? There are lots of things in play at the moment. Now, is it true that uh, today uh, Trump tweeted out that he would be considering sanctions against Turkey? Well, he's, yeah, been saying that for the past few days. Uh, as soon as it became apparent that there was a tremendous amount of blowback for this decision uh, to abandon a key U.S. ally. But the question is, is he really going to do that? Is he going to risk the wrath of upsetting the Turks who are a NATO ally, the Turks who have already come out and said uh, if the EU doesn't cooperate, they will release more than three million Syrian refugees into Europe? Uh, it seems as though Trump has given up any leverage he would have had against Turkey simply by moving those few dozen U.S. troops out of the way. And you wonder what kind of conversations are going on between him and the president of Turkey, Erdogan, because uh, 72 hours ago he invited Erdogan to uh, the White House. That's right, and he'll be coming here in uh, November. I think a lot of people are wondering what happened in that original phone call with Erdogan over the weekend that brought uh, the U.S. to this point there. Trump essentially uh, ignored all the sort of standing guidance from the State Department, from the Pentagon, and really turned his back on uh, the U.S. position here. I appreciate your time as always, Jackson. Thanks so much for getting us up to speed on what's going on south of the border. My pleasure as always. All right. Cheers. That is uh, Jackson Prosco. He is our uh, Washington correspondent out in D.C. Washington bureau chief. Even bit, even more important than a correspondent.